You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of the Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 46 of this podcast. I am your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. The topic of this week's episode is question number 16 in the Manual for Teachers. How should the teacher of God spend his day? In episode 44, two weeks ago, we established that we're all teachers of God in training. On last week's episode, number 45, I shared the characteristics of advanced teachers of God, which is what we would be like, how we would show up and express ourselves once we have completed our training process, which is the process of undoing the ego. On this week's episode, I've chosen question 16 in the manual, how should the teacher of God spend his day? Because in answering that question, the manual for teachers is doing what any good teacher would, which is guide their students as to how to put into practice what they're learning. So it's speaking to the teacher of God in training, us, not the advanced teacher of God. In the opening lines of the answer, the manual clearly states that to the advanced teacher of God, this question as to how should the teacher of God spend his day is meaningless because the advanced teacher has successfully let go of most of the ego's thought system, uh, has developed trust, and is sharing or exhibiting the 10 characteristics of God's teachers. So he chooses the Holy Spirit's thought system more frequently and or is beginning to teach God instead of the ego with more consistency as his natural way of being in the world. So in answering the question, the manual is guiding the teachers of God in training how we go about learning to choose God and practicing choosing God throughout our day, every day, so we undo the ego and become the advanced teachers of God we're training to be. With regards to the structure or the instructions as to how the teacher of God in training should spend his day, the, the manual says he needs to learn to give the day to God. And following, it follows up with some very general routines, cautioning us to focus on the content or the purpose for which we're engaging in the routine and not just the routine itself. So giving the day to God is about dedicating everything that transpires throughout the course of the day, the way we relate and respond to the purpose of awakening to the truth, recognizing and remembering God and the nature of God. And this will transform our perception of ourselves and each other along with the way we look at and experience everything we see and encounter throughout the day, in our lives, and in the world. The routine that Emmanuel suggests that we practice to give the day to God consists of starting and ending the day, devoting time to God, and with thoughts of God throughout the day. 
it also emphasizes that we start the day right, which means spending quiet time with God as soon as we awake or as soon as possible if you're not in a situation that allows you to take that quiet time right after you wake. And giving the day to God, devoting time to God or spending quiet time with God that is talked about here is not referring to praying or traditional prayer where you ask God to guide your day, you know, blessing you with good or abundance, uh, giving you strength to face any of the many perceived challenges that we think could come our way, or protecting us from sickness or any form of pain and loss, nor is it referring to conventional meditation or thinking of God in an abstract or personal sense. Spending quiet time with God, as referred to here, is referring to engaging in the same type of meditative, contemplative meditative process we were taught and assigned for almost every lesson in the workbook section of the course. And though each was assigned varying lengths of time that you know that we should take to engage in this process, the manual suggests that the quantity of time, of quiet time, you, the quantity of time you spend in quiet time is not important. Because as it says, you can easily sit still for an hour with your eyes closed and accomplish nothing. And just as easily give God only an instant. And in that instant, you join with him completely. So what the manual does suggest is that when taking your quiet time, you continue for about a minute or two after you begin to find it difficult. This was also a similar instruction that we got during workbook practice. Because you may find that the difficulty will either diminish or drop away. And if not, that is the time to stop. And during your quiet time with God, you engage in the same process as that of the workbook lesson in terms of you contemplate the central idea of the lesson, which was always some aspect of truth or the nature of God, and allowing only related thoughts to come into and stay in your mind. Now, you, you don't always have control over the thoughts that come into your mind, but you do, you are able to keep or allow only related thoughts to that particular idea to stay in your mind, and this is what we're being asked to do. And you do that for the duration of your the time you spend being quiet, contemplating God. This quiet time, contemplating God in this way, reminds you of what God is. What you're doing is you're literally building a case for, for God, right? And it reminds you of the nature of God, your oneness with it. The routine also includes that you entertain or remember and think of this thought of God throughout the day. And you then end your day spending quiet time with God in the same way. And the reason for this is because if we don't spend quiet time with God, thinking of God and remembering God, we will continue to look at ourselves, each other, and everything that transpires throughout the course of the day through the eyes of and from the perspective of the ego. And it will be the ego's content of fear and judgment 
that we'll teach or demonstrate in any moment and throughout the day. Whenever we give the day to God, start the day devoting time to God or spending quiet time with God and thinking of God throughout the day, we're choosing the Holy Spirit's thought system. We're engaging in the process of undoing the ego, what the teacher of God in training is learning to do. So how the teacher of God should spend his day is not referring to what he does in specific forms throughout the day, but the specific perspective from which he approaches everything that he sees, does, encounters, and that transpires throughout that day. And when you start the day right, by spending quiet time with God as soon as possible after awaking, you're entertaining the Holy Spirit's thought system, remembering that God is all there is, that only God is real, and this will allow you to recognize the illusory nature of the world. Now, since the nature of illusion is magic, everything you see, experience, or encounter in any form during the course of today is by nature magic and therefore not real. And magic, specifically what the course calls magic thoughts, will be the subject of next week's episode, so I won't go into any more detail about it here, other than to say that looking at what goes on in the world or the nature of the world as magic means that nothing in the world or nothing that you do have encounter or experience here in any form has any power to hurt or heal is neither rewarding nor demanding of punishment or sacrifice, is neither comforting nor fearful, nor good or bad. According to the manual, this one thought, recognizing the illusory nothingness of the world, should be remembered throughout the day because it will lead you to look at everything that transpires throughout the course of that day without fear. You will not feel the need to avoid or defend against or protect yourself from either being unfairly treated or victimized by anything that takes place that day. You will be making a choice for God instead of the ego. And when you become aware that this is the way the teacher of God should spend his day, your day, our days, our entire lives take on a new purpose. The purpose of and for each day of our life is no longer about what we can do or have or experience in the world so we can get something we think we lack or be happy, you know, or feel more loved, what have you. Nor is it, you know, will it be to protect or defend ourselves against the, the dangers of the world. But it will be for the purpose of recognizing and releasing the belief that the world in which we live, in which we are, you know, which we seem to be and live, holds any power over us in any way. And how this translates on a practical level is really the process of practicing forgiveness as a way of life. Where, when you find yourself faced with anything or anyone that appears threatening, you choose the Holy Spirit's thought system as the lens through which you look at it. And this will allow you to relate and respond to it with forgiveness instead of fear and judgment.
And you will forgive yourself for those times when you forget or are unwilling to choose the Holy Spirit's thought system and you find yourself relating and responding from a perspective of fear and with judgment. So that's it for this week. Join me next week when the topic will be the follow-up question to this one. Question 17, how do teachers deal with magic thoughts? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. And if you enjoy this episode or found it helpful, please leave me a review on iTunes so that others can hear about it, enjoy it, and find it helpful also. And do subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Have a great week and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.